Hello listeners and fellow Game Pass fans. Get yourself set and ready for your favourite unofficial Game Pass podcast, Game Pass News. So I'll hand you over to Nick and Sean and get the show started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Game Pass News. My name is Nick. My co-host Sean is right next to me here. But miles away, all at the same time. We're going to be talking about all kinds of things. Xbox. We got uh, an indie Xbox going on. We got PlayStation dropping. PlayStation dropping a pretty hot list, in my opinion. But does Sean agree? I'm not so sure. And Game Pass. Is it hurting indies or not? Nobody knows. Let's find out. <laughs> Is life, Sean? How you doing, man? It's, yeah, it's going good. Um, I say it's going good. Eldis has got COVID just as she starts her really big GCSE exams. Just kind of predict what she's going to be doing in college. Uh, the scores off though, so that's not great. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's good. Lindsay's finished her PGCE, PGCE, so she's no longer doing night schools on a Wednesday. Um, she smashed it a couple of weeks early. So we'll awesome. See, um, she's very happy about that. It's like a weight's been lifted, which is good. Oh yeah, and, and I'm I'm relearning thermodynamics and combustion chemistry theory, so my my, my ears are bleeding. So I apologize massively to um, to Tim for not getting my question back to him about my Nintendo Dad's um, Hall of Fame game. So I completely missed that. And that's my fault. So sorry, Tim, but I've given you it now. Look at you just coming right out with the apology. You're so nice. Listen, I, you know, yeah, I know. He he deservedly gave us some crap, and I appreciate it. Um, I every time he would he would hit us up, I'd be like, oh, I don't know. I got like this or that or what do I want to do? I don't have a clue. Um, and then I would forget about it and move on. As I was like, well, I'll think about it for a little bit. Um, and then I just yeah, like I said, I'd move on. Anyways, um, How, how's it been going for you? I have like old man problems, which I have like old man lawn problems. I have this spot in my lawn. I feel like I feel I don't know what I feel like Uh, some kind of like like I don't know. Anyways, we cut down a tree and there's this hole in the yard now that's filling up with water where a convergence of roots apparently no longer have water to give to a tree because I mean, this was a, a big ass tree and we cut this thing down. And in fact, I sent you pictures that one time and the guy that was crawling up in the tree. I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Um, now there's just water filling up in this hole because the roots don't have water to a tree to give water to. So now they're just like filling this hole up with water. So God bless it. I swear. So I like homeownership problems suck. So we're trying to figure out what to do with that right now. I'm thinking about just putting a little dinghy in it and calling it Metzger Pond and calling it a day, <laughs> except it kind of smells. So <laughs> Dang it. So, uh, um, yeah, so there's that. I don't know. Um, I don't, is it drainage? Is it like a drainage problem with the lawn? Is it something that... Or is it just... Because it's just not going anywhere. No, if you suck the water out of this thing, the roots are just literally like a constant drip into this hole. Because it's like... Uh, I, I think what I've been told is when the roots die, then they'll stop sucking up water. Right now, they're trying to suck up water and give it to a tree that doesn't exist. And so... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's just like, well, I guess we'll just dump it in here. So, and I joined along with you, um, the Dads After Dark, John and Drew's a uh, uh, weight loss group, and so the chubby bracket. Yeah, 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 that <laughs> thing. Um, 
And so I immediately regret it the same day I regret, or ne the next day I regret it, as I have this pork that I'm going to turn into pulled, that, like I bought it this weekend, thinking, I'm going to turn this into pulled pork, and I'm going to slather it with coleslaw. I'm going to freaking love it. And I'm going to, like, you know, I'm just going to, probably a potato. I don't know what I'm going to do. It's going to be amazing. And then I'm looking at this, and I'm like, freaking A, I can't do that and, and be in this group. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to gain, not lose. So I turned it in. I just grilled it, cut it up and grilled it and took off the fat cap, which really made me cry because it's like the best part. But it's all it's all for a good cause so that I can lose my dad bod or maybe some of it at least. So we'll see. Anyways, that's what I'm doing. Uh, anything else before we get uh, into our uh, top stories? No, let's roll into that. All right, there is a Japanese Indie Live Expo 2022, uh, May 21st and 22nd, and Xbox, Team Xbox has said they will be there. Now, to be fair, the 21st, probably not all that interesting. It's a Let's Play day of stuff that's already been announced, so it's not going to be all that much. But the 22nd is Premiere Day. Oh, it looks yeah, like, looks like Togobop is leaving us. See you later, man. Bruce, jump, Bruce jumped in. Appreciate you hopping in, man. You have a good yeah, a good night. I'm quite excited about this because I'm I'm quite excited to see um, what kind of presence that Xbox are going to have. Are they going to like tail on the back of every kind of premiere and say that this is going to be available on day one on Game Pass or you know come into Game Pass at such and such date? So there's kind of stuff like that, and and a lot of people may be hoping that they're going to kind of shadow drop some stuff as well that you know, we've been excited about or potentially. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's good. It's nice. I like it. I like that it's been advertised and it's nice to bring the Japanese market across a little bit into Game Pass. So Lord knows it's not it's not Xbox's strongest region in the world, let's be honest. So um, yeah. so yeah, if we can if they can get some love over there and maybe, you know, start getting some sales and some people actually buying their stuff, that would be good for everybody, quite frankly. Um I I personally don't expect we all get that much that I'm interested in. Just being honest. Um, but maybe not. Maybe uh, I hope I'm wrong. I'm happy to be wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I just I just highly doubt there's going to be stuff in there that I'm like, yes, this is what I wanted. But we shall see. So, um, Is there any one thing that you're looking for before we move on? Is there like any one game um, where you're like, I want this or I'm expecting this or I hope this is here? I don't know. You, you, I kind of hope that like something Metal Gear tailed off from that kind of spin-off from there, or maybe um, a little bit of a Silent Hill kind of thing. The, the site, they, were, they were really good Japanese creators for the survival horror kind of stuff. Uh, I can't remember the name of the game, but you had to, like, you were tracking ghosts, and you can only see them when you look through a camera. Mm. Um, can't remember the name of that. Anything like that, I'd be really excited about. So that'd be pretty cool. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean... I'm guessing it would be geared toward the Japanese audience, and I, I have no, I, I have no idea what that's gonna, what that would look like. Um, so, yeah, I mean that was my question, but I have no answer. <laughs> I just, just don't. Um, but we shall see. Um, you had a question in here. Do you think there's going to be streaming stuff or the potential news about streaming stuff? I do not. Think yeah, I think they might. I don't know if they're going to try and build, to advertise the cloud a little bit more. Because I think that's probably a really big market that way out for streaming and streaming sure. services. 
So that, that could be quite interesting. Um, if you know, Are we going to see any news about that kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, we might get news about, like, cloud games, but we're not going to get news about, like, the puck or anything like that. And I'd be shocked if they drop, like, that kind of news in this thing. It just doesn't seem big yeah. enough. So, Especially when they have a showcase coming up. I mean, that seems like where you're going to... If you find if you get this now, it's going to be in that, you would think. So, we'll see, though. Um, PlayStation games. So, PlayStation's drops a brand new list of games. And I came out and said, I think it's a banger. I mean, man, I'm looking at this list. Ubisoft Plus, which I get it. There's not like a... It's going to grow and it's going to get better. But if you look on there, there's just a few games that are, are really good. Valhalla, I mean, I'm playing it. I'd love to play it for free. That sounds great. Why not? Give it a shot. Yo! Neoprime, Neoprime, Neoprime subscribes. <laughs> Thank you so much. Neoprime, you are the first one to see our new... Uh, our new alerts. Um, so that's our new that's our new alert system, and you were you were the first one to get it. So we uh, appreciate uh, appreciate your support, and uh, thanks for thanks for always being there. And uh, if you didn't see it, if you weren't here for it, we we apologized for our our lack of uh, for our lack of getting back to you on a regular on a on a decent timeline. Um. So I I don't I don't know I I think it's good. So what didn't you like about it? Um, what didn't I like about this? Mm-hmm. So I'm going to start with the third party question. Third party partners first. So like Assassin's Creed and uh, Valhalla, isn't that on Game Pass? No. No. That will probably end up coming to Game Pass at some point. Right Far now, Cry... Origins is coming out. Is it Assassin's Creed Origins is coming out in June. That's what they, or um, in June-ish time. Yeah. So Dead Cells is on there. Mm-hmm. You, uh, Far Cry's on there Final Fantasies are on there For Honor, Hollow Knight, Guardians of Galaxy Mortal Kombat 11, NBA 2K22 Rattle Wilds is on there Red Dead's fallen off there <clears throat> um, The Fractured Butthole from, <laughs> from South Park's on there You know, There's a load of games for the third party ones That are already on, on Game Pass mm-hmm. And then when I'm looking at um, Like the Nintendo, sorry, the Nintendo, the PlayStation Studios one. Um, a lot of these, Bloodborne, you can get that very cheap. Uh, Everybody's Golf, you can pick that up for next to nothing. God of War has been out long enough now that if you wanted to play it, you'd have bought the PlayStation to play it. So it's a it's a good list. It's a fantastic list. It's a very big list of games like The Last of Us and stuff like that. Great games. Um, you know, Uncharted. Great games, Wipeout, great game. Yeah, these are all what I mean. So what's so so what don't you like? I mean, you yes, there. It's a great games with great lists. What don't you what don't you like about it? Other than the fact that it's Sony, <laughs> because the no, like Little Big Planet. I love bit little like the Sackboy was one of my favorite mascots for for PlayStation. The the thing I'm I don't like is that they still haven't announced like there's no big hitters, no like day one kind of releases that they're going to do a lot of they're, these have like been very very i know and i know they said they're not going to do it at all yeah but a lot of these games have been played to death they've stopped putting content with it they're not pushing anything else for it so there's a you know and and there's none that are older than ps3 so there's no jump back to playstation 2 playstation 1 there's yes, no that's true I've, I've heard that complaint from playstation fans 
so, so that it, there's nothing drawing me right in. Like I wouldn't now go and run out and get a PlayStation based off the back of this because other than the Miles Morales game, there's nothing on there that I'd watch. I'd like want to rush and play. So listen, I I get your point, and I, I get when I looked at when I when I looked at the list initially, I was like, this is a hot list, and it and it is. It's a hot list for somebody like me, to be honest, who has not been in the PlayStation sphere at all. Like, like if PlayStation comes out and says, this is our list. Oh, and by the way, here's our puck. I will buy that puck. I, I mean, maybe. Okay. The only thing that would stop me from buying it is the fact that I don't have any time to play PlayStation games right now. I just have none. Like, why would I, why would I sign up for this subscription? I mean, I got to make a decision here, you know, right? But for me... For people like me who have not been in the PlayStation sphere, which as a business should be kind of what you do, what you should aim for, right? Those people who yeah. are not in your sphere. And now you're saying, listen, you can play all of our banger games that you've missed for like however much a month. I don't know. There's too many tiers for me to know over there in the PlayStation land. Um, I don't know what tier gets you what. But with that being the case, it's like, dang, that's a that's a good freaking deal. For anybody, but if you're in it, if you're in the if you're in the PlayStation ecosystem, then yeah, you've already played these games. So really, what's it to you? And yes. that becomes and that's, the issue. That, that's 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 why I don't think it's a great list because I'm I'm sitting here being somebody who has played PlayStation games and has been on the fence a couple of times about do I go PlayStation do I go Xbox. And I've had one just to play certain games, and then I've got rid of it because there's no other games I wanted to play on there. Um, for me, this is not a fantastic list, and I can see why a lot of people from the the PlayStation player group have been kind of like, it "Is is is that it? We've already bought and paid and for and played mm-hmm. all these games. You, you you basically you're giving a list of games that we can replay if we want for the subscription price." Yeah. Which I know, I know there's a lot of that with Game Pass, and I'm not expecting heat from what I've just said from Sony fans about the Game Pass subscription service. But then I'm sat here and I've got um, Super Lucky Tail loaded up, which you know I could have on the Switch, I could have on the PlayStation. It's been out for ages. I'm dipping into it again. I'm dipping into it because I've never dipped into it. That's fair mm-hmm. enough. But there is there is lots of games in Game Pass that. I haven't played because I haven't wanted to waste the money on playing them because I don't know if I would or wouldn't like them. Mm-hmm. But they don't they don't have that aspect in that list of games for PlayStation. Well, they are doing Other demos the though. They are yeah, but two hour demos. The, 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 yeah, but then I I was listening to the Dads After Dark episode about this, and I'm kind of like I'm on the same kind of boat as. I think it was John who was like, it's not great. It's great for a consumer. It's great. It's fantastic. But I mm-hmm. don't think it's brilliant for the developer because you, you did, sometimes you don't get, I mean, I've played two games this week, but we're going to talk about later that I didn't need to play any more than 20 minutes of it. I absolutely hate it. But things like Spelunky, you could play two hours of it and get hooked. And then be like, oh, yeah, this is great. I'll pay it. And then be like, after another two hours, be like, oh, no, I've fallen off that. So two hours is is sometimes could be too much or sometimes isn't enough. And I don't know. Are, are you going to get people? And, and Drew made a really good point in 
saying that you know some people like who just basically play games to make reviews or dip and dive a lot like Justin does. Um, yeah, you, you're getting great. You're getting free content to make your content about, and that to me could also hurt developers and publishers because yeah, how much money are they actually getting for being on the Sony service? So yeah. I um yeah I mean I I get it I I I mean when I started to think about it because when you said that I was like I don't understand this seems like good service but then I started to think like what if Nintendo came out <clears throat> and was like listen hey you know the same thing where it's like you're gonna get all our games basically on the Switch from a year ish year and a half ago and you can play them for and I would be like what why I buy all your first party titles. Like, almost day and date. Like, very few Nintendo titles do I not buy day and date. And so, and so when I started to think about it that way, I was like, okay, I get what they're saying. Also, Sony has come out and said, hey, this doesn't make sense. Um, day and date doesn't make sense for us because we don't feel it's financially feasible. Now, here's my thing. You look at this list, you got to figure out what they're going to do with this, with this subscription service, right? You're going to get... Whatever game, like Verizon Forbidden West, you're going to get Forbidden West in a year, right? I mean, is it is that do you do? You, would you agree that that's likely to be the thing? Yeah. Okay. So how does this how does this make their service? How is this any different? So I guess you're going to get the PlayStation fans to buy the game who are so hardcore. They're like, I ain't waiting a year to buy that game. But how many sales? Are you now already going to lose because people are going to wait the year? How many people are willing to wait a year to get those titles? I guess that's my question. Because that's what they're fussed um, about. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it could hurt them in that fact that they're going to have people are going to not buy the game and think and wait. Oh, this might come to this service in a year's time, like you're saying. So yeah. it could hurt people in that sense. But if people are that fussed, and I don't know, people in the PlayStation system have already kind of got used to that. If I want to play the new game, I have to buy the new game. Well, True. Microsoft have been really kind to us with Game Pass and kind of gone, look, if it's a title that we're making, like Halo Infinite, Forza Horizon, um, you know, with Starfield <laughs> coming and stuff like that, Redfall. That's, that's the problem. It, we're like, um, that's why you're like, ah, those Microsoft titles, which. Maybe don't exist, but but those ones. <laughs> well, sorry. they haven't made anything yet, which is why we need the showcase. Um, <laughs> but, Fair yeah, enough. We, you know, we're, get, we're getting day one title. We're, we're starting to see day one titles um, that we don't have to wait so long for. So, I don't know. I don't know if that's hurting Xbox because they're not selling as many copies, or is it great for them because they're getting more people buying the script? Like the increase the subscription service mm-hmm. so much that they can now make up, you know, buy Activision basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So and t- you know, and so we got we got some stuff on here. By the way, uh, Ninja Lunchbox is in chat. Thanks so much for joining us, man. Um, he says he agrees it's tailored for uh, the PS ecosystem. Um, he's hoping he was hoping for more PS One classics. I believe he was the one on Twitter that I heard say that. Um, and then, but Tim says, Hey, I'm in because I'm in that ecosystem and I didn't have the chance 
to uh, pick up all these games that are on this list. So, you know, now he can play them. So you, there is there is that. If it's your secondary console, maybe you, you don't have the... You know, we know Tim loves Nintendo, right? I mean, uh, we, it seems like Tim buys almost all the Nintendo games that come out. Um, and so, yeah, maybe it's like, well, crap, if we got three Nintendo games coming out, how much money can we spend on video games? So if this is your secondary console, you're in the PS ecosystem... You know, you don't, you don't, if you're buying all the Nintendo games, maybe you only have time to pick up 50 or 50%, either time or money to pick up 50% of the PS game. So now you got the other 50% for a subscription. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't, maybe, it, maybe it suits more people than I think. Um, and I'll be interested to see what their sales data is when stuff starts coming out, when big parties start coming out, how many how many people are willing to wait that out and say, you know what? I'll wait it. I'll wait a year because it's probably coming to the, my subscription service. So it'll be in, it'll be interesting to see. I think this is good. It's good for PlayStation fans. It's good for Game Pass fans because now Microsoft has to say, oh, shit, we got to we got to make sure we have position in this market right now. But if we want to keep that position, we got to make sure that we're pushing because right now they don't need to be pushing. And so now they do. Well, not right now. As of uh, whenever this was announced, they knew they needed to start pushing. So, you know, hopefully that helps us out. Helps everybody out. Um, th this moves into the next topic, a uh, topic that came out on, on Pure Xbox, or I read on Pure Xbox. I don't know where it initially came out. Um, Fury didn't uh said the developer says fury didn't align with the game pass strategy so they're not going to bring it out the game pass uh when you read into the article a little bit more you find out that uh it, it they don't think they're doing very well because they chose not to go the game pass route and if you don't go the game pass route they said you just don't get noticed on xbox anymore and their sales were lackluster and they don't want to bring it out to um they don't want to bring it out to spend the time to bring it to Xbox and not get the sales that they think that it deserves. And they said their forecast is likely not to meet the time it would take to bring it to Xbox. So is Game Pass in the end hurting indies, do you think, on our platform at least? Not in the genre, not in the industry altogether, but... Um, yes, a little bit. In, in the fact they're probably not making as many sales. But then if you're going to want your title to be on Game Pass... Do you negotiate a better deal for it being on Game Pass? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think this is all in the negotiation because Phil has Phil is on the record of saying no Game Pass deal is the same. Like they're tailored yeah. to what you need. So it's about, and I would agree with you. Yes, Game Pass hurts indies if the indie doesn't want to be on Game Pass. That's a fact um, because. If you're in, um, if you're in the Xbox ecosystem, and you have Game Pass, um, you're you're looking at at those indies and what, or you're looking at Game Pass as as your kind of your indie machine. They they're giving you the free stuff, and as long as there's something there to play, which even this year, where I will say Game Pass has been lackluster in like titles, they have given me enough indie titles that I have been interested in. That I've been like, sure, I'll play that one. That one looks pretty fun, and they have been. Um, you know, Death Door, nobody saves the world. I mean, I can I can r rattle off a bunch. So yeah, but but for me, when it comes to indies, and I'm going to say this, and I, I don't want to upset people. For me, do it. 
when you, when you when you're looking through windows, you, it is sometimes a case of the, finding the diamond in the rough. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, because I I can flick through the Nintendo eShop and it's like recent release games and there's some on there that are like fifty pence and it's like, oh my god, why is there so much crap that I have to get through to see anything? Um, you know, which is why I like things like the Nintendo does, does After Dark. Yeah. I like talking to you about indie games because you kind of throw up the ones that are quite decent. I don't have an eye for indie games. I really struggle, which is why I miss games like Spelunky, um, down like uh, the downhill mountain biking game that I like, stuff like that. I really do struggle. Um, mm-hmm. But I, don't know, I can't remember where I'm going with this now. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah. and thing is, like with Tunic, Tunic was a, like a, an absolute surprise. Oh, yeah, Tunic, Duh, yeah. Tunic was an absolute surprise to be a fantastic indie game, which I probably mm-hmm. would have overlooked hey. if it wasn't for like just its art style and stuff like that. And then when I played the story, the story was fantastic. The puzzles, the game seemed to like just there was so much with it, and there wasn't a lot of hype about it. So it's kind of like you can kind of go unnoticed sometimes if you're not very careful as an indie developer. Um, so you've got to kind of, if you, if you want to get seen, you're going to have to start tailoring your game to how Game Pass fits because you're more likely to get more people to play your game via Game Pass and make money with it that way than you are with mm-hmm. sales. And it's only a 2% difference between the sales for PlayStation and the sales for Xbox for, for the game that we're talking about. So you know, how much has it actually hurt them? for that 2%, like how much have they lost in revenue for that 2% drop across the two platforms? Yeah, it's, you know, I mean, it's an interesting time for, and it's got to be tough. I mean, for these developers and all that jazz. I mean, I, I know they're putting in a lot of time, a lot of money, and especially the indie developers, their game hangs on how well um, their, their future hangs on how well this game does, Right. So it's like, dang, I mean, you know, if they if the deals don't go the way they need them to, the way they want them to, it can sink you. And so, I mean, I I have sympathy for him in that in that sense. There was a story. I don't remember the game. There's a story that was that, that Ebucel shared. And I think uh, uh, John Zablanc was was on and talking about um, in our newsroom where where they where the indie went the. um the uh, Game Pass route made a good bit of their money. Oh, it was Fury. Oh, I'm sorry. This was that was this one. So the Fury was on Game Pass. I Pure Xbox's article was not was not. Uh, I don't know. It seemed a little, uh, that's not what I read. I thought it was a different company. Yeah, um, so this game, unclear that. yeah, this game actually got its initial deal got fifty eight percent of its game, its budget covered by PlayStation and Xbox. Its initial game, um, not yeah. the DLC, the DLC, and so it's like, well, so now between between Nintendo and between Steam, they have to make up forty two percent of their budget and hopefully, you know, make a profit. Obviously, otherwise, it was all for naught. Um, I don't know. I don't know how hard that is to do. You know, I'm not, yeah. none of us do. And I don't even know if they do because it's like, crap, where, where do these markets intersect? Where is Nintendo people and Xbox people? If I was interested in this game, I'd play it on Game Pass and not pay for it on Nintendo. How much does, how much of that hurt them? And, and 
I don't know if anybody knows the answers to those questions. That's the problem. Yeah, I, we are in a very, very strange time. Um, I, the term of DLC, I think, is going to have to change soon because I think people are getting kind of, especially with, excuse me, indie games, like uh, Ninja Lunchbox says that, you know, there's different tiers of indie games now. So you get in your lower tier, your triple A tier of indie games. Yep. You know, are, are we going to want to see triple A indie titles kind of bring a a game out and say, look, you can have the standard version, you can have the gold version, or you can have the deluxe version. The deluxe version gets you access to all the stuff that we're going to do to the game later on to actually finish it off. Or you could just buy the standard version, and once we've completely finished the game, you know you might need the, there'll be a, a required amount of purchase for you to get the rest of the content downloaded. Mm-hmm. So, like, I mean, I do and I don't like DLC. Um, I like DLC if it's worth it. Like the Animal Crossing DLC was great. That was fun, like a really good because it completely changed. Had it completely give you a different set of stuff to do with the game and kind of reinvented it a little bit where other DLCs that are just like oh, you, you get a couple of extra skins and you couldn't unlock this character to play through the original game is absolute garbage so mm-hmm. yeah I um, yeah it's 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 interesting and I, I don't really know which way these things are going to go and how it's going to be but it'll be an interesting time to see if indies do in fact get hurt by game pass, I mean, how that, how that works out and how, how, and I think PlayStation coming to, to the market with a subscription service helps this problem. In my opinion, there's going to be two balls. There's two places that they can play. They can, they can, they can pit each other against each other and hopefully get a better deal out of the whole thing than what they're getting now. I think in the case of this game, if it hadn't have already come to Game Pass and then you know the DLC needed to come to Game Pass as well, I think it would have been a completely different story. I think if this game had been released first, they'd waited a year, the game would have come to Game Pass in the subscription service after the DLC had been dropped. So you play the game, and if you want to then have the DLC, like they do with most other games that have been out for a while, if you want to be able to play the DLC, you've got to purchase the extra content. You can play the main game for free, but then you have to go and purchase the extra content. Yeah. So, I mean, if they'd have done it this way around, we probably wouldn't have this article. But yeah, that's that is probably that is probably true. Um, all right, but it'll be interesting to see what happens on this on this gig and how that works out. Um, our next thing is Fall Guys coming to Xbox and and Nintendo. Um, so we'll have to see. Uh oh, we froze. We froze it. There we go. We're back. My bad. I'm playing around too much. Um, so it'll be interesting. To s- yeah, I know. Um, so it'll be interesting to see this. Uh, um, how this works out. We have special Game Pass. Uh skins that are coming just to or xbox skins that are coming just to xbox uh i'm pretty excited about this i always wanted to play this game i don't know much about it other than it's got the wonky physics and you're trying to do these platforming with a whole bunch of other people and see how it works um are you excited about fall guys i'm i am so excited about this i've been waiting 
a very long time for this game to come to 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 the Switch or to Xbox, and for it to come to both at the same time, both free to play, cross platform, um, ranking. So you like it, what you unlock on the Xbox follows you onto the Switch. Yeah, cross progression too. Yeah, cross progression. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, this is going to be great. It's going to be so much fun. The fact that like I can play on the switch if i wanted to with a better frame rate and play the game and then say we're going like to see some family for a bit i can take the switch with me and then play again with people Mm -hmm. yeah i'm so excited this game is looks hilarious for a while um i i showed jay it and said told her that this is coming out june 21st um, I think she was a little bit excited because she like she likes to play Roblox and does the platforming stuff with the robot with Roblox. So I think she'd be interested. The fact that I could probably get it for Emily on her Switch Lite and she um, can play it with me as I'm playing it on the Xbox or playing it on my Switch and stuff like that. The fact that it's a game that I can now play with my daughter as well would be really good. And um, Hambo Johnny's asking in the chat, can we all party up across platforms? Um, and Tim's already. Tim's there for us. Yes. Yeah. I can imagine that this is going to be, well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of going to hope that this might be some kind of mayhem that the Dead's After Dark drop. So. I don't know. They got strikers. Got strikers. Got to watch out for that. Came out at a rough time. Um, I can't, I can't, I can't, if I, if I have to pick between the two and I only have time for one, I can only striker. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I will wait until the strikers fad fades before I, before I hit, Fall Guys, because I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm super pumped for that game more than Fall Guys, even though I am pumped for for Fall Guys as well. Um, so yeah, so we have new Gotham Knights gameplay video footage, which I'm hoping Sean has seen because I have. So I don't know. Yes, this okay, is good. very open world, <laughs> um, open world 3D. Um, we only saw like a short teaser video which kind of only showed two characters. I think it was Redwood and I can't remember the name of the other character. It only showed two characters and their fighting style. But this game looks like it can be absolute madness. You can play from the, the you play from the farm of the villain. Um, so yeah, this game just yeah, it got a lot of hype all over Twitter, uh, YouTube, um, massive amounts of following for this. Um, so this could be good fun, especially the fact that it's coming to, to Game Pass as well on day one. So very By the way, excited for this. Tim had a question um, about about PlayStation subscriptions coming to coming to Nintendo possibly. Let's throw that as another question in the party chat. Um, yep, and we'll we'll answer it there. Um, you know, I'm I'm be real honest. Never played any of these games. Um, I'd be interested to try them. Um, but uh, so that's all all i really can say so if you're if you're excited i'm excited for you and maybe excited for me i don't know we'll see um and then and then this last one this last news bulletin deliver us to mars um just coming out soon um if you ever play portal all i can say is if you've ever played portal and you wanted a next gen version of portal and portal 2 this game uh, is very possibly for you it's based on mars you play um I don't know what her story is, but you play uh, as a, as a woman who's got a mission to do. Um, there's lots of puzzles, kind of based on that you've got to pick items up, move items around. Um, the, the gameplay footage that I've seen for in the trailer looks very much like Portal in terms of the way that you interact with objects. 
Um, so I can see this being quite a, a big hit for those people that are trying to scratch the Paul itch from Valve because you know they've not done anything with that for a very mm. long time. So, well, actually, I just looked it up because I thought this was the case. So, Portal and Portal Two in a in what they're calling the Companion Collection is apparently coming to the Switch in 2022. I thought that was in yes. a direct. Um, so I, yeah. And I remember, because I remember you being like, you can now play portal. Cause I've never played it before. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, that, that'll be great. And, uh, deliver us to Mars. Now that's not a game pass game, right? That's just a game that looks like, no, portal it's not a game pass. It's just, one you're that, pumped like, about. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for it because it's not, it's yeah, it covers that. I mean, I'm going to play the living crap out of portal too, when it comes to the switch. So see, Xbox people do buy indies that aren't on. I don't know if that's indie, but if we do buy games no. that aren't on games, oh, it's not. Oh, okay. never mind. It started Stone out as see. It, Forget it. it. Never it mind. Was part, it was part of the Orange Box collection on the 360. Was Paul? Mm. So you kind of when you bought Half Life and Team Fortress and Half. No, Life no, no. I mean, this. Deliver Us. Oh, sorry. Yeah, is Deliver yeah, Us is an a, indie? No, and this is a. I don't think it's quite a triple A, but it's not an indie. Okay, fair. I give up. I tried to make a point without knowing if it was a good point, and it came out to be a failure of a point. So there you go. Um, anything else before we move on to uh, our spotlight? No, it's good. let's go tell people what we've actually been playing. Sir, I'll give you the floor. You go first. <laughs> uh, so, so, so I can bash some indie games. That's right. Um, <laughs> That's a good point. That's a fair point. So, we'll we'll start off with the non Xbox stuff because I can quickly like flip through that very quick. Um, so, I took part in the cross uh, podcast group um, Smash Bros tournament that was held by I can't remember the guy's name. Very nice gentleman. Oh. He was a very nice gentleman who I had to go against and he beat the crap out of me. So <laughs> <laughs> well done him. Um, but no, I took part in that. Um, I failed. I let us down. I let the Nintendo heads down. I apologize. Both my matches I lost. I blame on having to wake up at three o'clock in the morning to do it. That's a um, fair blame. But no, I had fun. The chat, the chat back and forth was great. The commentary was fantastic. Um, I think the I'll uh, link some people in the blurb for the for the podcast i'll send some link i'll put some links into that for the footage because it was quite fun um some fantastic players like i thought i was pretty okay at smash until i played against these guys and then i was like no yeah i didn't i didn't heed your warning very well (laughs) (laughs) yeah i knew i was like oh these guys are good i'd be owned like i wouldn't even move probably and they take me out (laughs) so uh, and then the other switch game that i've been playing um is i picked up mario party superstars um we went and did a bit of shopping over the weekend and while i was in there i was like i saw it for a pretty good price and um, i had some in-game cash left um for game as well in star credit left so yeah, i picked it up um we we like a little bit of mario party every now and then between us all so that was good fun um so we played that we played that we played that mon sunday evening we played that with jaya um to kind of take her mind off her exams kind of like because she'd been doing a lot of revising so it was kind of yeah. a nice break so we played, i had a good laugh um she won because she always wins <laughs> um 
Lindsay, Lindsay came in and stole second, which was like she she went for the entire game missing out on stars, and then kind of at the end she she like got herself to four stars within like four or five turns. Um, <laughs> did did Elden Hambo Johnny's did Elden Ring pay for for um, Mario Pie? No, Elden Ring didn't pay for Mario Pie. Elden Ring paid for Kirby. Which is just as hard. That's what we've heard, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's so. the same. It's basically the same difficulty. So there you go. Yep. See you later, so that, Tim. Thanks for stopping in. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the that's the Nintendo stuff I've been playing. Um, moving into the Xbox things, I've been playing Call of Duty Warzone. Has like a crazy new event going on at the moment. Uh, it's called the Monarch Event, which I believe is the creator. Uh, it's Godzilla, Godzilla versus King Kong. So you you kind of you drop into the new um, Warzone map, and there's a giant King Kong and a giant Godzilla in the map, bouncing around and firing lasers at each other and stuff like that. Uh, you kind of you've got to shoot them to gather intel. They have moments where like um, King Kong throws giant rocks at you and stuff like that. You can get in planes and shoot him with a plane and stuff. It doesn't doesn't kill him, but you 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 get XP for doing it. And then every now and then, Godzilla does the whole blue laser charge up thing and shoots it across the map. And it's just absolutely crazy. You can't stay in one spot for too long, so it's kind of discouraging people camping in the game. Ah, oh, gotcha. But it's just, but it's just a good laugh. It's fun. It's funny. So I dropped in and had a couple of games on that just to say that I did it. Picked up a couple of, um, like, calling cards and stuff like that that you get linked to it, which was good. Um, I downloaded Skate Free again. Um, because I just kind of running out of games to play on the Xbox and stuff that I could get into quite deep. So that's a good pick up and play game, which I enjoy playing, where I've talked about a lot. So that's all I'll say. Um I downloaded the the little witch in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. because I kind of had a look at it and after playing uh Turnit Boy commits tax evasion, I kind of like enjoyed the 2D. Yeah, pixelated look drop down kind of thing, and that's what that looks like. I, uh, so I downloaded it, I started playing it. Logan was sat next to me, um, and he was kind of like asking what was going on, which he's starting to kind of pick up on that now that there's a story to games. Sure. So I was reading all the dialogue to him. Um, that game is heavy with dialogue, the dialogue isn't very fast, the dialogue tries to be witty and funny, and it's not. Um, it was really dry and badly written for the jokes um, gotcha. yeah and then when you actually get to start playing the game the character moves really really slow and you've got to move from one like for the amount that I played you move from one train car to another talking to three people and then like, you return back to your seat on the train and then it finishes like, like that segment finishes that took 25 minutes to talk to three people and move from one train car to the other it took 25 minutes. And because the dialogue wasn't dragging me in a bit like with like, um, you know, book snacks, the dialogue was really funny. The characters were really like, yeah. you could kind of get them to, re- and they were really nice to re- be relatable to. And they had interactions between each other. These were just static figures that didn't move around who looked exactly like they didn't even like have a shift in, like a character that's waiting sometimes, like a move or like pull right. something out and put something. Yeah. None of that. It was just a bouncing character that didn't really do anything. 
and I just I, I kind of finished that first bit and I was like you know what I can't I cannot commit to carry on with this so yeah I gotcha so um too much dialogue uh did you get anywhere in like what you're supposed to do in the game like what like are you casting um, spells or did, what are you like what are you like how do you did you I, fight at all or anything I, I didn't get that far I was kind uh, of like Okay. If it's going to be this slow all the time, yeah, fair enough. The dialogue in this I'm quite heavy, so I, I stopped. You noped out of that then, one. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've had very little time, so. Oh, you uh, shouldn't. No, if you don't like a I, game, you don't like a game. That's a, I'm, yeah. And then uh, John in our party chat dropped that he was really excited for the new Sambalo game that was coming out this summer, uh, which I think is called Her Story. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I'd go on and I had a look at Telling Lies, which is the the game that's currently out there on Game Pass. And on this is another one where on the the surface of looking at the game looks great. Me, I thought I, I downloaded it thinking that me and Lindsay would like to sit through it and kind of because we watched um, there's been a couple of like not documentaries but drama series is where it's people talking into the cameras and like making recordings and. Backwards and fast, like you can see the text messaging bubbles pop up. And I thought we'd really enjoy to do play like go through this. If this was kind of like you're having to listen to the conversations and you make decisions about who might have done this and who might have done that. I thought that would look great. Um to fire the game up this evening. Lindsay was sat next to me and she was actually like she put the phone down and like she was gonna be quite engaged. And, Get engaged with the thing. You're like, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um and then like the game starts and you get like a really nice dramatic intro, this woman walking into a flat and she's like, she plugs something, she plugs a flash drive into a laptop and you see the laptop screen pop up and you can kind of see her reflection. And then it gives you control. And I was like, oh, what, what, what do I do? So I kind of like, I had a look around on the desktop, looked in like her trash can, trash thing, just to mm-hmm. see if it was like, I was going to get any pop-ups to say, oh, you kind of, this is what this does and this is what, nothing at all. So I used the, the the main thing that had popped up in the screen after she put the flash drive in and went through all that. Um, there was no explanation to what I had to do. And I like I watched two of the videos and then clicked on another one. And it was already at the end of the video, mm-hmm. which was four minutes long. And you have to kind of use the right analog stick to, to back through the video. And I held it down, and I was like holding it down and watching the time. And it went from four minutes twenty-five, four twenty-two, four twenty, four eighteen. <laughs> it's going back in two-second increments. And I'm like, I'm not sitting here and rewinding a whole video to watch it for it to potentially not. Yeah, so I've I've been in a bit of a bit of a bad mood with games <laughs> games for the last few days. So <laughs> a um, couple of strikeouts for Sean, unfortunately. The, I mean, don't get me wrong. The voice acting and the people in the fact that it's like live action like a live people videos kind of thing is really cool. If you really want to sit through the dialogue stuff and you like that kind of thing, that game will probably be great for you. And listening to like John talk about life is strange. He likes those kind of games. So that's right, right over there for him. So I wanted to give it a try because I, you know, I'm always the reason why I have game pass. And the reason why we do the show is yeah, we like to talk about different games. Um, I'm not going to bash it because I didn't play enough to bash it. Literally like, Again, played half an hour, 45 minutes of it, sorry. We played, mm-hmm. started it at 8 p.m. and turned it off by quarter to nine this evening. 
Yeah. Like 45 minutes of it, didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, so I kind of, I like a tutorial in a game or at least hints to push you in a direction until you kind of figure out what you have to do. And this had none of that for me. So, mm-hmm. and that so, was it. And then, go on. I was going to say, so you DM'd me and you said, I don't think I like narrative games or some, or like games with a lot of dialogue or something like that. No. Listen, I'm going to tell you this. Next, but... Go on. You you need to just jump to and and John's right. I mean, from I I haven't played many, but you just need to jump to Life is Strange. If you don't like Life is Strange, then you legit don't like games with dialogue. Because I mean, I've never that that's a game that's on a that's a dialogue based game that's on a tier of its own. So if you don't like that one, I I, you're not gonna like. Any I have it downloaded. I just haven't got around to playing that yet. Yeah. So. And get to that one. Also, I, didn't wanna, I just didn't want to play it absolutely destroy it, in my opinion. And, <laughs> yeah. um, and then and then have John chase me because you know I'm a fat guy, I don't run fast. <laughs> um, yeah, I so, would I, I that's what I recommend doing. You're like, I don't like games. That's what I, I was like. Just play just play up strange. If you come back to me and you say, Yeah, life is strange, can't get into it, I don't get it, no fun, then I would say, Yeah, you probably don't like games with dialogue. You can probably just hang that, hang that genre up, yeah. call it good. And then the last game that I've just literally started playing, literally just before we started doing the podcast, um, is Super Lucky Tales. Um, I, I played the demo on the Switch and enjoyed the demo. Um, it was on sale when I downloaded the demo on the Switch, but didn't get around to playing it, playing the demo before the sale ended. And then I noticed, as I was having just a quick flick through all the games that were on Game Pass to see if there was anything that you know I, I wanted to play that had disappeared, that I'd missed. Um, I kind of saw that both were on there, so I downloaded both, and I'm going to go through and play those because I do like a good 3D platformer style game. Um, you know, like Spyro, loved Crash, um, enjoyed Rayman. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to going to give this a go. It's one I can sit and play around in front of the kids, so. and I'm going to have them a lot because I aren't getting any days off during the week for the next two weeks. I'm going to get weekend, so any video game time that I have is going to be in front of the children. Okay, so I looked this up because I was interested because so I played New Super Lucky's Tale and it's an expanded version of the game described as a partial remake by its developers and reviewers. So you're playing Super Lucky's Tale. Um yeah. so and so it's it is fairly the same game this just this one is somehow partially remade. I don't know. It gets worse and worse these things. Um so but it is it is some it is at least at some level the same game. Oh, okay. Well, at least then I only have to play one of the two. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else so for you, man? have you done? Uh, no, that's it. Um, I'm interested in what you've been playing because on this list here, you've got Box Boy and Box Girl. So I'm quite interested to hear what that actually is. <laughs> There's such a story behind that. It's funny. Um, so still playing Switch Sports. Um, soccer is still Noah and I's favorite game. We love it. Uh, also, we like tennis and volleyball. Those three are kind of like our go-tos. I uh, can't wait to see how golf plays and if it uh, um, has has a good reaction time and is fluid and all that jazz, then we'll definitely get into that as well. Um, so, box boy, box girl. Funny story. We, um, I was I was hanging out with my mom, and mom likes those kind of puzzly type games. I don't know if you've ever played this game before. Um, your your two boxes, and you can make. You can make platforms from yourself. Each each level is a different number of boxes. So they might say, 
box boy has can make two boxes, box girl can make three. And you can either make them up, right, or left. And you can use them to kind of get to other platforms. You can use them as ledges. You can walk on top of each other. It's a it's it's completely puzzle-based. It's a fantastic game, and it doesn't cost that much. Um, I can't remember how much I paid for it on, on Nintendo. But uh, so I bought that because I knew I knew that'd be a good game to play with my mom. And so and we did. We loved it. We're we're I don't know how far in, but uh, we played it for quite a bit Sunday night. And so that that's one game. Uh, If you're if you haven't played it and you like those type of games, environmental puzzlers, uh, good two person game, you can play it by yourself, but I wouldn't recommend it. Uh, If you got a if you got somebody you can play couch co-op that likes that kind of stuff, then uh, take a look into it. Um, Flat Squares is another Nintendo game that I a switch game that I've been playing. Um, it is it is another couch co-op game best played with two to four players. It's a great game if if you have a wide range of uh, video game experience. So you're these little flat squares. you can jump around, you kind of I'm gonna say roll, but you roll like a flat square. It's kind of like bump 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 bump, you know. And you have to, you basically just have to live throughout whatever uh, the the puzzle throws at you. So there might be lasers. There's a lot of different stuff. Spikes, you know, and all kinds of different things. And you have to make it. The reason it's good for a varied range of video game experience playing is because if you're playing with four players, not all four of you have to make it. Just one person has to live. So everybody can be having fun. And they won't get frustrated that they're that one person, you know, that's holding the whole group back and you can just play the game. And so, like, if I'm the last one and I still make it, then all of us get to move on to the next board. And so I, th- I thought that was a good change in these co-op couch co-op games, because a lot of times that is a problem, right? Like, I mean, you're playing with two people, maybe or three people, and one of them is just not all that great. And then it kind of, they get frustrated because they, you know, they're like, oh, I'm holding you guys back. And so but that was great. Um, the Switch game, or the Switch, believe it. The Game Pass game that I am currently playing is Ayadin Chronicles Rising. I picked this up, action RPG. I was a little unsure what I think of it. Um, the first hour and a half, Sean, like you're saying, oh my goodness, there's a lot, a lot of dialogue. Like, a lot. Um, but I will say, unlike you, unlike the Little Witch in the Woods, they do sprint, even in that hour and a half, I had, like, at least three or four battles. So so they still like it's not all talking. They get you into the action enough. And that really does help because when I was in those battles, I was like, OK, this is fun. I like these. I mean, and, and they're just like 2D battles. You know, uh, one button swings your sword. You have a special dodge where you can dodge attacks and stuff like that. But it was enough for me to be like, OK, I like the gameplay. And the story is, you know, good. It's not amazing or anything like that at this point. It's just kind of like, hey, I came to this town. I want to rebuild it. And uh, I want to be a treasure hunter, scavenger person, and I want to help people, basically. Um, your, your, your run-of-the-mill video game story. But the combat was fun. So I trudged through that hour and a half, and now it's kind of opened up to where, sure, there's still dialogue, but it's not near like what it was in the beginning. And I'm having a lot of fun. In fact, I believe, I'm pretty sure, I was going to play Trek to Yomi as my stream game tonight. Um, but I think I'm going to play this instead because I was real nervous that I'd have to read a bunch because it is all read there. It's not voiced over text or anything like that. It's all read. So I was like, I don't want to have to like read all this text, uh, on stream, but, uh, it's not, it's not too bad. Uh, the text is kind of slowed down 
And though there is still quite a bit of it, it's not near as much. So uh, if you're into, if you like action RPGs, two 2D style, um, there's there's a bunch of like picking up resources. You go to these different spots, you pick up resources. They do a good job with fast travel spots, so you don't have to like trudge your way to one spot. It's easy. I literally can press the the start button and fast travel to um, to where I need to be. So I think they've made it. They've made the game mechanics uh, pretty manageable. So big game to look into, possibly. It's supposed to be like 10 to 11 hours. Also a reason I tried it. I was like, if this game is over 25 hours, <laughs> I'm going to skip right by it. <laughs> um, and so, but when I looked on how long to beat, it was at 10 to 12 hours. So I was like, sure, I'll, I'll do that. I can do that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what I've been playing. Is it time... Um- Oh, go ahead. It's time. Yeah, it's time to head over to the party chat uh, and see what community questions you guys have been giving us. So, so before we uh, we get into actually looking at the question, the the question that we've got today from Tim, which is a couple of parts, um, um, I want to just remind our listeners and viewers, uh, we have. Like we have two competitions going on at the moment. We've got the Achievement Hunters, which is based around bug snacks. You get on, play the game, unlock some achievements. Um, you can either go and hundred percent the game, or you can just have a good playthrough, which you'll get around sixty percent of the achievements. Screenshot your screenshot from your phone. Take a picture. Uh, screen dump it from your Xbox. But we need to see the amount of gamer score that you've earned from that title and your gamer tag. As long as we've got those two in the picture, we're happy. We don't mind what format comes in. Um, you could DM that us to us in Discord. You can stick it in the party chat section of Discord. Uh, DM us on Twitter or send us it via email to gamepassnewscast at gmail.com. Just get that in before the 31st of May. Uh, and then once we've counted up everybody's entries in, we will be announcing the winner of that. And I believe the Grand Hunter badge is going to be given to the person that gets the, is it 100% of the achievements first? Yeah, 100% or 100% first or most, which if that's the case, we already know who it is. We already have yeah, we, that person. Yeah, we had an entry from, uh, from K-Chan, who was in the Capital Gaming um, Backtrackers sub, and I kind of pointed it out, and she sent me that little screenshot um so yeah i believe that that might be she might be the first person to claim the grand hunters batch which yeah is quite nice yeah okay. so, congratulations so now we've announced that i'll get in touch with with k china and i will try and get some information to to get that sent across sure. so um the second competition we've got going is obviously the co-op campaigns um it's all based on you the viewers and the listeners helping us grow create greater content for you guys um you know the more we get known and mo- noticed the more chance we have of being able to get codes for other games that might not just be game pass games that could just be uh, xbox games in general and um, we can start doing more reviews more let's plays bits and pieces like that so um i'm going to quickly bring up all that information because i had it there a second but then I had to jump to something else 
I need to make a new one of those graphics, by the way, because that's certainly changed. Some of those those numbers are higher than what they are in the initial graphic because you guys are awesome and you've been following and subbing and doing all the reviewing. We got like five reviews. You guys are amazing. So thank you so much for all for everybody who's participated in that so far. Yeah, so it's I still can't find the all the full totals. Why are they not right in front of me? (laughs) Uh, Don't worry about it, man. We'll get out another one to you guys tomorrow. I promise I do it. But but yeah, all you have to do is it's get us to 100 subscribers on YouTube, 100 and 250 followers on Twitch, and 50 reviews, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Or 50 reviews. If we do any or one 50. of those, we give away 50 bucks. So if we do all three, we give away 150 bucks. Okay? That's what, that's what we're saying. 150 bucks. $50 an Xbox you're involved in if you're involved in all three, Yep. You could win 150 bucks. So. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yep. Ma, ma, ma. Do it. Do it. Please. Thank you. We love you all. <laughs> all right. What's our question? Please, please. So our question from Tim is... I'm sure this has been asked before, but what game from the Nintendo's library should be on other platforms like the Xbox? That's the first part of the question. What game should... What Nintendo game... I feel like the obvious answer is Metroid. Yes. Definitely. That feels... Is that... Is that mm, yeah, yeah, Metroid. I'd be happy with that. That would play very well. I get, I'm just kind of thinking how fluid it would be to play. But yeah, Metroid would be a great, great, great way of... Especially uh, Metroid you know, Prime. Like, imagine if Metroid Prime dropped on Xbox. How much do you think... Prime was the first person one, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that would be, like, next-gen graphics as well, if they remastered it. Just Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's, like, that seems to me the game. That's why, immediately when he said this, I thought, well, he's thinking about Prime. Because that just makes... So, I mean, we got Prime numbers. I don't know if you... I don't know if you know this. We got Prime numbers from Nintendo. And though it sold a, you know, a successful amount for most people, 3 million, that is much lower than what most people thought Metroid Dread was going to sell. Me included. I really thought we would be way up there. I mean, with the time in marketing and everything that they put into this. Um... Oh, and, and so I I think with the with the demographic that Xbox has, that Metroid those numbers could be much higher. Yeah, if uh, first if person it was shooter, yeah, set in space would that would probably sit very well. Um, yeah. Interesting fact about Samus, by the way. My uh, my youngest daughter Emily, I was when I was playing Smash Bros. She didn't realize that Samus was a female. Oh yeah, yeah. She would. She she always had in her head that the person inside inside the spacesuit suit was a boy because you know boys don't do all the cool jumping around shooting aliens. As soon as she figured out she was a girl, she was like she was really excited by that. She was really happy. She was nice. Yeah, man. I uh, good job, Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, I think. Well, yeah. When Nintendo was one of the first, I mean that for me that was the first. I don't know. I you know, I'm not I'm not everything about about game history, but for me that was the first like girl shooting main lead that I remember playing as a kid. Yeah, she she came far well before Lara. So mm-hmm. Lara was I think Lara was the next one in line. So 
Yeah, I mean, and I actually, you know, I mean, there was no internet at that time, uh, at least not for me. And uh, but uh, I remember being like, "Oh, it's a girl!" Like I was like, "Oh crap!" I didn't see that coming. Like I was like, "Dang!" Um, so yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it's cool. I I I think wish it would be on Xbox. Uh, Hambone Johnny says Xenoblade. You played Xenoblade? No. Okay, me neither. But I am on record of saying that Xenoblade Three, especially now with the moves that have been made, I wasn't going to play it because it was too close to Breath of the Wild. But especially with the Nintendo moves that have been made, I plan to uh, I plan to pick that up. That's going to be my Nintendo Elden Ring game, where I'm like. I have no idea if I'm going to like this game or not, but I'm just going to yeah. pick it up so, and try. Was Xenoblade the like a live-action RPG? It's John, not turn-based, was it? John, you're going to love this. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, just like with Elden Ring, where I was like, I got no idea what's about to happen, but I'm going to buy it. Now, I'm not going to lie. That somewhat went south, so we'll see if Xenoblade does the same. Yeah, I know it's 3D open world. I just don't know what the play style is like. And whenever I think of it, all I can imagine is that great big sword that the person has. I know, right? The ridiculous so, and sword. That, and, and that, again, with my whole dislike for anime, that kind of pushes me away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I get you. Which, by the way, this is... A, I got I to gotta go back to this for a second. In, L, in uh, uh, Ayudin Chronicles... The you you play you have a person in your party whose name is Rue. They're a kangaroo with a magical pouch which holds this gigantic sword, and they do a really good job of making fun of themselves in a fun way. Every time they're like he like brings out the sword, the other people in the party are like, "Oh, Rue has his ridiculously large sword out again." I see. Hmm, okay, well that's interesting. <laughs> like they do a really good job of just like they they understand how dumb it looks, and they like do a good job of poking fun at it in a really. Like, I don't know, in a really good way that makes me chuckle. So. Yeah. Um, so Tim also says, so we've said bring Metroid Prime to Xbox from Nintendo. What would bringing that game to Xbox do for Nintendo? So I, my instant answer to that would be that people that then enjoyed the lore of Metroidvania would probably be like, oh, so they brought Metroid Dread. Let, let me, like... Maybe if I could get hold of a Switch or if they do own a Switch and they haven't played Metroid Red to kind of go, huh, this was really fun. I like the lore of it. I like the, the you know the idea behind it. I'll go play their new title. So mm-hmm. that could draw people to to purchase the, that title. I can't see it getting people to go down the whole, I'll buy a Switch so I can play Metroid Dread. No. Because it's a completely different play style because it's 2D side-scrolling rather than yeah. 3D. Yeah. And I don't think Dread would be near as good on Xbox. It's got to be Prime. It's got to be that first-person deal. Um, yeah. um, what would it do for Nintendo? What it would do, I don't know if so much for Nintendo, but for but for you, Tim, and other Metroid Prime fans, is it would legitimize how good this game is, and maybe it's the game is not on the right platform, maybe? I mean... I, I don't know. That's not that's not the right way to say that. But it would, if sales boomed on Xbox, it would be a way to be like, yeah, this is games as good as we all knew it was, and y'all just for some reason over in the Nintendo world ain't picking it up. Um, yeah. The, uh, the only downside yeah. to, to it being on the on the Xbox is the 
the Joy-Con thing worked really well with like when you were having to use the keys and tilts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That was that was a great aspect of Metroid Prime, which you'd completely lose if it was just with the the con- Xbox controller. If you went to PlayStation, because they've got the whole gyro thing, you could use the gyro of the controller to do all that. That would be great. But... Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that's that's my answer. Um, so the last part of this is also, since Nintendo will more than likely not come to Xbox, what does Xbox need to do to get more families into their ecosystem? Just like Nintendo starts to market to a broader audience during system's life cycle, when should Xbox start marketing to other demographics outside the 18 to 34 male multiplayer dominant market? So I think what he's kind of he's trying to say there is that Nintendo are slowly turning it so they're aiming it at, as well as family games like Mario Parties, um, Switch Sports, they're also bringing games out at the older side of the scale that you know adults like to play and you know, that aren't just kind of aimed for a wide spectrum of people to play together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one, I think Xbox does have a lot of kid-friendly titles on even just Game Pass. De- I, definitely not Bugs Next. <laughs> yeah, no. Y'all. That's a, and I didn't talk about the fact that I finished Bugs Next last week. I, I forgot about that. But y'all who, who talk about how the kid-friendly Bugs Next is, y'all never finished it, let me tell you. Because it's it's dark. That's all I got to say. Dark. Anyways. Yeah, um, he gets that way. Um, I think they do a lot of kid-friendly titles. I think there's a couple things they need to do. One, they need to allow you to lock down the dashboard in a way that's more Switch-like, quite frankly. I know everybody wants a Switch that's like that's that's a little more that has all the you know bells and whistles on on Nintendo side. Xbox needs to allow you to say, "Hey, this is the kids' deal. Strip this puppy down to just these games, and be done with it." That's what yeah. I would love to see for Noah. The, the ability to create a better whitelist that's more accessible, that's easier accessible. You don't yeah. have to kind of learn how to program a PC to learn how to do it. Yeah, exactly. And the, the the app that you get with the Xbox for the family thing is great, but it is sometimes a mm-hmm. little bit convoluted in how the steps you got to take to to put those restrictions in place. Yeah, and not not just the games, also all the other stuff that comes on the dashboard when you turn on your Xbox. Like when I when I because, yeah, all that stuff. Like just make that all go away. And say, hey, this is a kid's. This is this is a kid's profile. It's been locked in that way. So you know, only show them what I want them to see. Quite frankly, um, so they need to do that, and then they need to get out this. And maybe they'll do that at this uh, at the showcase. They need to get out this family plan. Uh, I think this is very very important. This family plan for Game Pass that they have teased that that they're going to be doing. Um, I think that that'll go a long way to making families realize that Xbox cares about families, quite frankly. Yeah. So. The the other thing I think they could do with doing is reinventing the Connect bar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I know, like, Jaya, when she was younger, when the Connect was around, she really enjoyed the Disney Fantasia game or the Disney game that worked, that worked with the Connect bar. She really mm-hmm. enjoyed that. Emily really enjoyed doing the whole fruit ninja because oh yeah you know 
Fruit Ninja on the VR is great, but you need to be able to wear this big VR headset. It's a bit cumbersome. Like, I know now if I got Fruit Ninja and I put the hula hoop out like I used to do for Emily. This is the circle you need to stay in. Don't step out of the circle or the game will stop. Like, if I put Logan in there, I know for a fact he'd absolutely love pretending to be a ninja and chopping fruit. I um, So they kind of, I think that was a really, when they brought the Connect Bar out, that was a really good way of Xbox getting into the family-friendly, like, party play kind of stuff. Um, and then I don't know whether it was just expensive to run or the games weren't great with it. Um, but they kind of seem to have stepped back from that again and gone hard into making great games that look great but more for adults and stuff so mm-hmm. to me to me that that wireless con- play that where uh, i know if i give a controller to logan he's like there's so many buttons i don't know how many to press if he just could just be the controller he'd be more than happy so yeah 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 i agree yeah i agree with that um so i know i said the other question but i think we should save Tim's other question, because it's a good one about PlayStation coming to Nintendo, but we are already like an hour and 15 minutes in. So, so yeah, so, um, so that, that's it for the, the podcast side of things. Um, we'll, we'll hop on over now to the game pass news showcase and we'll have a look at what's coming out soon. Hey everyone. And thanks for listening. If you want to catch the trailers that we're going to be previewing, head over to Twitch or YouTube. Everything is at game pass news. If you want to be involved in the discord chat, head over to patreon.com forward slash Nintendo dice and subscribe there for as little as dollar a month. That gets you access into the Nintendo dice discord where we sit or subscribe to our Twitch channel and we'll get you access side out. If you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at gamepassnewscast at gmail.com or DM us, shout us, tweet us, do everything that you can do over at Twitter. That's at Game Pass News too. And if you listen to this via your podcasting app, please, you know, go on there, give us some stars, give us some feedback. We love that. It's great. We make this show for you. So please feel free to get in touch in any way possible. And on behalf of myself and my co-host, Nick Mexker, thanks again for listening. And until next time, guys, we shall see you around.